Howdy, howdy. Welcome to week three of I Loved Mondays, a Monday Night War retrospective. It is, again, it's, it's week three, September 18th, 1995. Nitro was live from Freedom Hall in Johnson City, Tennessee. Fall Brawl was last night. We cut to Mean Gene backstage as the ambulance is pulling in. Well, it's back again, so it's beeping really, really loudly. Mean Gene's trying to talk on a microphone, but the thing's really, really loud. It comes up. Door is open. Kevin Sullivan and the Giant are in there. They come out. Last night, they put Hogan in that ambulance because they have the same ambulance crews working Johnson City, Tennessee, and Asheville, North Carolina. That's one thing I never understood. It made no sense, and I hate it about wrestling and it kind of still happens today and then they're just like he just put in an ambulance and then like the next town a state or more away and it's the same ambulance or I'll give you a garbage truck where even that is even more segmented in our society like literally someone who lives five minutes from me has a completely different garbage company um but nope same garbage truck is in a different state. That kind of stuff. Uh, always drove me crazy. But, um... Last night, they... Murderated Hulk Hogan. And, uh... The Giant talks to the Giant. Mean Gene says, Your father would be ashamed! And the Giant says, No, my father would be right beside me and destroy Hulkamania! And now we head to actual action. American males... American males, American males, American males. They're the ones that are going to face the Blue Bloods tonight. The Earl of Eaton, Bobby Eaton, and uh, Lord Stephen Regal. But we see Harlem Heat beating the crap out of Bobby Eaton. And we're told on commentary, they must have already gotten Regal. They get in the ring, they say we're the champs, and we just beat up the Blue Bloods. And let's face these boys for the titles once again. Commentary puts over the fact that that the, that the commissioner Nick Bockwinkle is not in town, so this match may or may not be legit. We don't know. And they start as they brawl. They get the heat on Riggs. There's a cool spot where he fires back and does a sunset flip on Booker. But as Booker's going over in the sunset flip, he tags Stevie. So it's pretty cool. Eventually, Stevie loses control of Riggs, who backs into his own corner. Tags in Bagwell. Bagwell is a house of fire. And then Colonel Parker shows up. Sherry falls off the apron. He catches her. And they go away together. And then Bagwell reverses a pump handle into a pin. You know, like, flips around. Flips over. Sideways, chest to chest. Your weight takes him down. And he gets the pin. And they leave with the tag titles. Yet we're still told, Well, by God, Nick Bachwinkle ain't here. So we don't know. Again, back into JR, of course. Um, see, like, Eric Bischoff doesn't have any, like, things he always said, right? It's not like Eric Bischoff did commentary for 40 years, you know, 35 years. Eric Bischoff's just like, well, we don't know. It might be legit. It may not. I don't know. Then we get a Macho Man Slim Jim ad. It's like a quick little four-second, five-second thing over the Step into a slip jam, oh yeah! And I guess they, um, because this is on the WWE Network, 
through Peacock. Um, I guess they count that as WCW content and not an, and, and not an advertisement, you know? That's always the, the crazy delineation of when does a program take their own time to advertise something versus the network's advertising time. Because, you know, you can put over, you have a new DVD out, but that's on your own time. You could be putting content, but you want to sell your DVD. So it's always a thing, and then you always get the differentiation between ad and content ad uh, gets shown in these things when you're watching it 25 years later, and it's on an on-demand service, and it's in there. And when we go back to Mean Gene, who's in the ring, and he's like, here comes 11-time world champion Ric Flair again. Like, just like last week. Ric comes out. He tells him that you're going to face Pillman tonight. But uh, are you disappointed about last night? Because Pillman seemed to help Arn beat you at Fall Brawl. Flair says, you know, it's okay to feed amongst yourselves. Referring to the members of the Four Horsemen. But you broke the code by bringing in outside family and outside wrestlers. So I'm going to beat a pinman and then I'm going to kick you ass. Stay tuned for WCW Saturday night at 6.05 Eastern on TBS The Superstation. Sting versus Regal. Cobra versus Pittman in a rematch. An interview with Dusty Rhodes and an update on Hulk Hogan. Our next matchup is Paul Orndorff versus Johnny B. Bad. Paul Orndorff had the Gary Spivey thing happen the previous night at the pay-per-view. Uh, if you don't remember that, is he's on WrestleCrap. <laughs> Basically, Paul Orndorff has been uh, unsure of himself. Doesn't think he's Mr. Wonderful anymore. And uh, Gary Spivey shows up and puts him straight. <laughs> From a psychic, psychic friends, or one of those psychic networks that used to be the thing back in the mid '90s. Um, so he has new music that's just over the top, god awful on purpose. He walks around with a hand mirror, admiring himself, but at this point, he's looking real old and way past his prime. Ain't gonna face Johnny B. Bat. We get a mid-match commercial. Again, the match is pretty awkward. Our Orndorff is well past his prime. And Mark Marrow's whole thing was that he was trained to be Johnny B. Bat. Which is the thing we learn later is apparently Vince McMahon was made aware of the Johnny B. Bat character and he loved it so much that in a few months from now he hires Mark Marrow and quickly learns that Johnny B. Bat is completely made up and owned by WCW. And Mark Merrow never gets over, apart from that gimmick. Oh, well. Orndorff catches Johnny Bad, sits on his neck, gets the three. You know, that little pin that's almost impossible to break out of. By God, again, JR's back. Um, no, he's not. Actually, it was a quick thing. Um, they did the Baywatch taping. <laughs> and look what happened behind the scenes. It was a Macho Man. Is doing the bench press in the uh, on a beach, and then a bunch of women dressed up 
like Baywatch. I'm not. I didn't recognize any of them as as the stars of Baywatch. Um, and they start cheering him, and then Kevin Sullivan shows up, starts choking him with the with the bar and everything, and then Ric Flair shows up to save Macho Man, and they run away. We go back to Mean Gene. And he's going to call it the Macho Man Randy Savage coming out for a promo. And he says that you destroy a snake by cutting off its head, so I'm going to take Sullivan out myself. <laughs> he Then Mean Gene asks him, your team won war games, but what about Hogan? And he said, nobody's stronger than Hogan. But, but, but you suck at making decisions because Lex Luger cheap-shotted me. And then there's contention whether or not that was an intentional thing. He claims that Lex Sting and Jimmy Hart are soon to officially be in the Dungeons of Doom. Lex shows up and he's like, Jealous, bro? You want to be world champ too? Doesn't that mean you also have a personal agenda? And Macho Man says, You got a point. I do want to be a champ and I will be the champ. But why you cheap shot me? <laughs> and Lex just says, You know, I told you before, I'm done playing with kids. I'm here for them big boys. And then Macho says, there's nobody bigger than the Macho Man. And he wants to fight right now, which of course they don't. Next we have a video stuff about what happened to Hogan last night. He had a very good, no, no, a very bad, no good day <clears throat> last night in Asheville. Essentially, he shows up in his motorcycle to the arena they have a group of fans there cheering for him and trying to get his autograph. He signs exactly one autograph before talking to Mean Gene. And then all of a sudden, you hear the noise of a very large truck coming through. And it's the giant in his monster truck. And uh, they then, they're like, oh, what's that? And the monster truck kind of starts coming towards them. And then they clearly cut to a taped later or taped earlier thing where there's nobody e even relatively close you don't even hear anybody they should have put in some noise in the in there as well as the monster truck runs over the motorcycle and he repeatedly goes back and forth and let maniacal laugh maniacal laugh and Hogan has to like try to fire up, so he gets <laughs> he gets up and runs up to the truck, the side of the truck, and the giant is just laughing maniacally, and he's just above him in the truck, and Hogan is like trying to hit the door of the truck, and he actually gets a hold of the giant's arm, arm, he just pulls his arm into the truck. It's so dumb, and so bad, and it could have been made so much better. They just were dumb and over slash underdid everything. Um, it's rather hilarious. Also, last night, the giant shows up in the middle of the war games and twists off Hogan's head. So he had a very bad day. Did 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 the Hulk, did the old Hulkster back to the ring for Pillman versus Flair? They're, again, like last week, where they're like, Lex Luger's making his way to the ring, and he poses at the, at the top of the stage, and then they go to commercial. The same thing with Brian Pillman. Here comes Brian Pillman, top of the stage, commercial. 
there's a so they come back and the match starts and there's a fan with a sign that says Flying Brian time to ride Space Mountain I don't think that means what he thinks it means Flair just starts whooping his ass and he crushes Pillman and wins with a figure four and then he gets a microphone and he's like uh, he wants Arn Anderson this is when I realize Flair's left shoulder is bruised like nasty blood vessels right underneath his skin level just destroyed on his left shoulder just nasty and he's like I might not get you tonight but next week I'm gonna kick you ass and then they go to commentary again to close the show and I feel like this is a mistake again um they could have just ended with that promo it was cool because the whole thing is <laughs> Flair said ass two to three times this episode and they're like oh we gotta worry about the censors <laughs> um they could have just ended the show there but no they still have like two minutes and they do like a whole thing with the things um you know try to reset the show and end the show and then they realize they're running out of time and they have to do the what's happening next week and it just happens so fast and disjointed and I don't know whether to trust what they said or what they showed because it was different things so I guess we'll just happen figure out that next week it was really disjointed I feel like this I feel like <clears throat> there was like two long promos the matches had lesser talent this week I felt like it's week three and they're already like shit what can we do <laughs> we can't put blah 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 every week even though they're our best wrestlers and our most over wrestlers <sighs> right cause I mean at least the big match was flair but still ugh. American males but again Harlem Heat but it was American males And then Orndorff versus Johnny B. Bad. Come on. I would say that the Nitro is, is uh, started hot, was okay, and it's going downhill. Whereas Raw, on the other hand, was taped uh, still on August 28th. The Canton Civic Center in Canton, Ohio. Last week on Raw! All the stuff between the, the Bulldog, Razor, Douglas, and Kid. Um, opening music's fuck awful. Apparently they... Um, they made a big deal with the coming of Nitro that they taped the whole thing about the fight on top of Titan Towers thing. Um, but, like, I mean, all the footage and stuff is cool, but, like, the music is just... It's too calm. It's too quiet. It doesn't get me hyped for anything, let alone a wrestling show. Um, uh, so, I mean, until they change it, I hope to not mention it again because it might be uh, a year or two, I don't know. Or maybe they realize their error of the ways and replace it pretty quickly. Um, so, we'll find out. Uh, again, this actually, they did not go head-to-head -head this week. This was a Thursday. Um, I, the Google machine failed me. I don't know why they were because, so the first week I said it was the dog, it was the Westminster dog show. That is not true. The Westminster Dog Show happens in, uh, like, February. So I'm pretty sure it was the U.S. Open tennis tournament thing. 
but it was over before this third week, so I don't know why it wasn't on Monday, but it was aired on Thursday instead. Um, again, Google Machine failed me. I even like was like, what are some sporting events that happened around then? Or what about... Show me what happened in TV Guide, and it was a regular... Regular Monday, Melrose Place was on, and all that. So we start with one, two, three, kid and Razor Ramon, which goes exactly the way you think. Uh, Razor had the power, kid has the speed, and the, and he fights with such heart and determination. Uh, uh, everyone goes down. Kids even outside the ring. I think Raph even outside the ring. Um, Douglas shows up and he does a dive on Razor. Kid gets back in the ring, drapes an arm, and gets a slow count from the injured ref. One, two, three, Kid has defeated Razor Ramon again. We then go backstage with Dean, and he seems like he just showed up. He's exhausted. He's gassed. Very cool stuff. The issue is, he's topless and puts on his robe. Like, he did the run-in in jeans and a polo shirt. Like... He didn't have to disrobe. He could have just... It was weird. It was like they taped this beforehand, and the thing happened live, and they just were like, no, you just go the way it is. It's like, oh, well, we taped it with me being... Whatever. So there was a good attention to detail and bad attention to detail in that segment. Anyway, he's backstage, and they're like, so what do you think? What are the grades you give that? And he's like, he gives, I give the one, two, three kid a D for dumb. I give Razor an E for elevate, like he did in the ladder match at SummerSlam. I give myself an A for the conclusion. And he gives Sunday an N for a no brainer. And who's going to win on Sunday? Well, look at the acronym Dean. Up next, we have tag team action as the uh, Supreme Fighting Machine, comma. And Tataka face Savio Vega and Sparkplug Holly. This weekend on Superstars, Diviasi got slopped. So you think that this would be a revenge match, but no, it's against a random two guys with no reason to team. This match is just straight boring. The finish is Holly with a top rope crossbody that Kama rolls through for the pin. Um, and we get... Earlier tonight, a flashback to things that happened 15 minutes ago, even with commercials. Um, so the whole thing about Dean Douglas doing the run-in, and then what 2 3 kid wins. Again, this happened 15 minutes ago, and we're <laughs> recapped about it. We then get a Razor promo. Nothing special about it. He's going to... It was like... It was like, you're going to take me to school? but the school is in my domain, which to me meant, like, I get to pick the match type and the match type is mine. But no, that's not what it is at all. He was just being dumb. And he's going to cut you up. We see a special commercial for WrestleMania, the special, on September 30th at 11 p.m. So I don't know what it was. I'm guessing they got, like, the Saturday night main event spot and they're going to show a couple matches from WrestleMania. That's all they're going to do. Now it's time for Jean-Pierre Lafitte versus Jobber Brian Walsh. Uh, since the last time we heard about Jean-Pierre Lafitte who had stolen the Bret Hart sunglasses from a fan, 
He has now stolen a Bret Hart ring jacket that was made especially by Bret's mother. We learn this because Bret does a call-in from filming Lonesome Dove. Remember when they would do this? Would like they would be a wrestler wouldn't wouldn't be on the show that week because you know they taped three or four episodes of Raw that week and they didn't want to have somebody wrestle three or four times in one night, and they would have them call in on a telephone and talk about what's going on and cut a promo. It did not. It doesn't come across well. Um, Walsh fires off early, but uh, of course. The man known as PCO just beats the dog shit out of him and he wins with a senton bomb. And then they're like, we've got people coming in to super reinforce the ring for your main event. And it's Tony Chimmel is tightening a turnbuckle because our main event of the evening is Men on a Mission versus Yokozuna and Owen Hart. So we're talking about two guys that are about 500 pounds, a guy that's about 300 pounds, and then Owen Hart. By the way, Raw is brought to you by Levi's, Pep Boys, and Got Milk. But um, Vince tries to like do something with the Got Milk ad that makes no sense. And even Lawler doesn't know how to play along with what he's trying to do. <sighs> Super awkward. Just, just say the thing. By God, they're fruity Skittles! We get a uh, flashback to Mania where, uh, where Owen and a mystery partner who turned out to be Yoko, won the tag title. So they're still champions after SummerSlam. We start with Mo and Owen, which is smart because that leaves the two 500-pounders to not have to work the whole match. Um, Owen bumps, tags in Yoko. Yoko beats up Mo. Yeah, so yeah, Owen takes the bumps from Mo. Tags in Yoko. Yoko beats up Mo. Tags back Owen, and we get a commercial in the middle of the match. We come back, and Owen hits a spinning heel kick on Mo. They both tag out at the same time, so we finally get Yoko versus Mabel. Mabel takes Yoko down with a running clothesline. Owen tries to run in. He catches him, throws him onto Yoko, so Yoko's done two back bumps. Mo catches Owen on top and hits a superplex, but Yoko breaks it up. Mabel comes in. Yoko and... Mabel start fighting. Yoko sends Mabel to the outside. Then Owen catches Mo with a drop toe hold and the leg drop from Yoko. Yoko and Yoko and Owen win with Mabel too late to stop it from the outside. And we get a promo from Diesel and Sean. And they say the time for talk is over and that Diesel is coming home to Michigan and he's bringing a friend, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and we're walking out with all the championship belts. And we get a post-match promo with the tag champs and Jim Cornette. Because remember, we still had Mr. Fuji, but they had plenty of matches where Mr. Fuji hadn't made it to the ring yet. Because <laughs> he was hobbled and the match would end and he had to turn around and walk back. Uh, Fuji just couldn't handle anymore his body. He beat up. He was a hell of a worker in the 70s and early 80s, even in the 60s probably. Um, didn't get to see much of it, but I heard a lot of great stuff from a lot of people I, I believe in and trust um, that he was a hell of a worker, and it caught up to him by this point. 
Um, but they had Cornette to cut the promos. And Cornette says, they're not going to, they're not two dudes with attitudes. They're going to be two fellas who are yellow because one of them is losing their title on Sunday. They have no chance. They didn't get along before. And they're too egocentric. You're not going to help your friend and risk your championship. So one of my boys is going to be either Intercontinental or World Champion. Again, this pay-per-view in your house three is this weekend. Next week on Raw, Bulldog versus The Undertaker. And I guess I said, uh, I feel like Raw got better. But Nitro kind of starting to go down because they got they showcased lesser workers. Lesser names and lesser workers. And, uh, and I feel like Raw picked things up in a go-home episode. So I actually, I liked Raw better this week. And the ratings reflected, although again, they were not up against each other. Raw aired on Thursday. Nitro got a 1.9, so that makes sense. It went down like 5 to 6, point five to point six um, from the previous week because, again, lesser workers, lesser known names. And Raw pumps up a 2.7 to win the week. And that's it for our first week of episodes. We've gotten through the first three weeks of the Monday Night War, of which there's been one head-to-head fight that was won by WWF, but I preferred Nitro that week. Um, so, we'll see. All right, Bear's just going to pick up. We just had this, this, this week we just did was the post-pay-per-view episode for Nitro and a go-home episode of Raw. So we'll see how Raw does with a post-pay-per-view episode. And Monday of next week, we're going to try and keep this on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because again, the Monday Night War was six and a half years, and we're just, it's going to take six and a half years if I'm doing one episode a week. So <laughs> we're going to try to keep up here on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule here on CKCC Radio. And if you like this show or many of our other shows, uh, consider signing up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash club kayfabe. Uh, we'll see you next time.